It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the History of the Batman with London, brought to you by Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. This is where we relive the defining moments of one of the most iconic figures of art and literature, the Batman. History of the Batman is produced and engineered by me, Mason Booker. Adam Silverstein is out on assignment, so I'm filling in for him today, and it's my honor. London, how are you? (laughs) That was an awesome intro, Mason. Thank you. I I practiced many times. (laughs) But I'm doing great, not just good Oh, not just good. Great. Oh, you know what I forgot? I forgot about Shadow Adam. I am here today. Hang on. Hold (laughs) on. My bad. I totally forgot Shadow Adam from the shadows. Maybe he'll say something or maybe he won't, (laughs) but apparently he will this time. Shadow Adam, how's it going? (laughs) Pretty good, Mason. Excellent. Okay, uh, London, Yeah. what what are we talking about today? (laughs) Well, today we're actually going to talk about something everyone keeps asking me, at least for the last two months, and that is what I thought of Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Batman v Superman, I I have opinions. I know you do, I know Shadow Adam does. Strong opinions. Yes, and I do too, and... I want this episode not just to be about our opinions, but to talk about the many, many influences from comics that we saw in the movie. And one of the biggest things I think that hopefully you guys will get from this episode is that it is it was created to be a comic book reader's dream, I suppose. And in terms of how much of the comic book universe was put into this, not just Batman, but all over the DC universe. And so people who are really into comics, like I know a lot of you listeners are, I'm sure you picked up on all the Easter eggs and everything, and that's great. But then again, it's the drawback of not everyone reads comics. As I mean, I've seen from the Instagram page, a lot of people, they know Batman from the movies or the video games or other media besides comics so if you go into the movie almost blind as to what comics were there it could have been a little bit confusing or you weren't as pumped as say someone who reads comics yeah I have to say that um, I went to go see it with a friend of mine who Mm -hmm. uh, had no knowledge of of comics really and I mean that was kind of strange in this day and age but yeah no knowledge of comics and had not seen Man of Steel and so it was interesting because um, she was there and, and we were talking and she was basically like, I have no idea what's going on. Please explain this to me. Right. And I had to spend about 20 minutes uh, in the movie. I got shushed three times uh, just kind of, <laughs> kind of explaining to her like, oh, okay, so this is, what, this is what's going on. In the other movie, uh, Metropolis was attacked or he took out an alien in Metropolis and it, all this devastation occurred and that right. So anyway, but yeah, so if you hadn't read 
uh, the comics, you pretty much had no idea what was going on. I think not just reading the comics was going on, but a lot of people, general public, were put off by the premise of it. I talked to my father, um, who obviously doesn't read comic books, but is a DC movie fan, comic book movie fan, and he's you know seen used to like the Christopher Reeve Superman, sure, and animated series Superman. And so his question was, why are they even doing this movie? I don't see how Superman can beat Batman. I think a lot of the general <laughs> public right. didn't get that. Like, how can Batman beat Superman? He's just a man. So unless you are familiar with the comics, I mean, you, you understand how he can beat him and has beat him multiple times. But I think for the general public, it was like, I don't think this is a fair fight. Well, this is your point many times over, right? You've mentioned this before on the show that if Superman really wanted to, he could just blow Batman away exactly like, immediately. He right. Could, he could sit in low orbit and use his, his laser eyes and just kill him. He wouldn't even have to fight him directly if he didn't want to. Right. Exactly. And that happens in most of the time when we've seen Batman and Superman fight in comics and we discussed a thorough history of Batman and Superman's relationship in comics in a three-part episode. Three-part episode. Yeah. Go check it out. <laughs> most of the time, if not all the time, Superman is holding back if they do have to fight because Bat- I mean Superman doesn't want to hurt Batman he doesn't want to kill him but even Batman knows that he could <laughs> if right. he really wanted I mean, he's, to he's the peak of human intelligence exactly right? <laughs> and of course the movie once it was first announced a couple years ago they put to the forefront that it would be heavily influenced by Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns and yeah, I think you actually I'm sorry to cut you off oh, you actually right. said that um Several comics were influenced, right. but the only one that I caught was, of course, Frank Miller, Dark Knight. Right, Star. and you saw that either in the way Ben Affleck's Batman's a suit and just the design of the chest emblem and, and all that, and then even in, I mean, I guess we can start there just talking about the influences. You saw it in dialogue when he talks to Alfred and says, well, we're all criminals. That's that's a line straight from the book. And, uh, and there's a lot of influence like that from the movie. But just going along, I mean, if we just start from the beginning. Well, okay, before we get into that, I mean, I liked the movie. Just in a general sense, I enjoyed it. I did have a few problems with it, which I'll I, talk I am about. I'm astounded. You never have I problems know, with I know, I don't. But for me, even the problems weren't so they weren't big problems to me. I think that the the movie handled what I had trouble with as well as it could. So, in general, I I I feel positive about the movie. I mean, what do you, what are your my, thoughts? Mason, my view, yes. uh, I am I am very middle of the road. There was parts that I liked, and I was like, "Good job." And then there were other parts that I was like, "What is going on? Mm-hmm. And how did this how did this happen?" Right. And I'm sure we're going to talk about yes. it. Um, what mm-hmm. about you, Shadow Adam? Um, hmm. I I did not enjoy the movie. Oh. This is I, great. We have a perfect exactly. Round table. <laughs> That's what I was hoping I, for. <laughs> I, I I appreciated the comic book influences. Sure. And as a comic book fan, I liked that. But I try to go into movies uh, just looking at it from the general public perspective, and looking at it that way, I don't think it was a um, it did not it didn't flow well. Yeah, it was definitely clunky at parts for right. sure. Yeah. Okay, Okay. Well. so at least, every, and I think this is good that we all are on these points because 
for all the listeners, you can agree with one of so, us. Someone, <laughs> someone speaking your, your tone. Right. Someone, okay. I think, would agree with either one of us. So that's good. So, okay, we can just start with the beginning of the movie, which is Batman's origin story, correct? I mean, the movie starts with a young Bruce walking with his parents, Thomas and Martha Wayne, and they're coming from watching the Mark of Zorro and they are approached by a mugger and Thomas and Martha are shot. Yeah, and, and this is one of the things where you were, uh, the influence of the Dark Knight is extremely seen because Zach, one of the things about Zack Schneider as the director, mm-hmm. he loves, it's this started with 300, he loves taking the frame yes. and making it, you know, the, the, the shot, making the frame from the comic the actual shot. And I saw that in the, the famous uh, pearls around the gun, yes. and, right? Martha Wayne's pearls around the gun that shoots her. That's, that's straight out of the Dark Knight. Yes. And I just have to say, visually, I thought that was stunning. Yeah, it was cool. I, and I know that Zack Snyder is known for making visually beautiful films. Oh, yeah. I it's mean, just... 300 was I know amazing. the biggest complaint that some people have is that the visuals sometimes don't aren't as beautiful as maybe the storyline is put in the films. There, and that's the criticism I've heard the most. I would agree with that. Movies. Like, I feel, I feel the... F- the failing points of this film were not the visuals. Mm-hmm. It was the story and the writing. Right. It, and I know, because um, being in Hollywood, you can't help but, you know, hear about all these rumors on the film industry. But I do, I, as I understand it, it was a studio directive uh, to make the film dark. Right. They were like, you know, I guess he originally wanted to do something more lighthearted and kind of kind of like bat, the Batman movies of old or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, and I guess they were like no we're, we gotta go dark with this one and so which is interesting considering that's like the biggest criticism that this movie has gotten that it was so dark and it wasn't quote fun or funny and I've heard that a lot so that's interesting that you actually said that because I didn't know that oh yeah but that's like one of the main things that because of course which we'll get into a little bit later but the criticism were more it was just too dark too dark which I, for me personally I didn't think it was gonna be a light movie anyway no I didn't <laughs> the trailer doesn't say light but I will say that it it went dark and um, I don't know if it's too soon to jump the gun but Batman flat-out murdering people was right. definitely <laughs> like I was just, I thought that was too much right. I was what is going even in Dark Knight Returns mm-hmm. the comic he didn't brutally flat out murder basically peons pointless pointless henchmen I was going to say I think the tone would have been perfect for a solo Batman movie but when you add in Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman and Superman those are characters that they don't have to be funny or lighthearted, but they do have to inspire hope and they do have to Mm -hmm. inspire some type of brightness and I felt like this Superman did fail to do that I could see that, right. yeah, because they were trying to like humanize. They were focusing more on his human aspect of being yeah, Clark, and, and we stuff. saw that in Man of Steel, um, a few right? Years ago. And even though the symbol represents hope and and all of that, it was still a relatively. You're talking about the S on his chest and on his home planet, right? Yeah, right, but it means, the film it was hope. still relatively a little bit darker than previous, like Christopher Reeve's Superman. I mean, totally right. contrast there. The Richard Donner film, the original Christopher Reeve's Superman, mm-hmm. is one of my all time favorites. I mean, it was just handled so well, and it's got Gene Hackman and mm-hmm. Christopher Reeves, Margot, uh, oh man, what's her name? Margot. Who played Lois Lane? Anybody? 
Margot Kidder. Thank you. Yes, Margot Kidder, of course. <laughs> of course. It was right on the tip of your tongue. Yeah, it was. So thank you, Shadow Adam, coming from the shadows to save me. Anyway, all right. I'm sorry. Please continue. No. Well, well, yeah, Man of Steel, I mean, just from that, and people said they didn't really like that Superman because it wasn't the, I mean, they even complained about the tone, the color tone of his suit, that it was it was, it darker. was darker. Right. The movie wasn't <laughs> just dark in tone. It was dark in color palette yes, as well. Right. The palette, so. Oh, why didn't you ask Clay Enos about that when he was, uh, <laughs> I know. when we, when we I'm interviewed sure he prob- now I famous know. set photographer Clay Enos. <laughs> I know. That's, a, hmm, that's interesting. I should have I should have That's asked okay. him about it's that. Too late. Know, too we'll late get him now. back. We'll get him back. <laughs> but I think just looking at that and then going into Batman v Superman, it's all now within the same DCEU. I wasn't really expecting, I guess, what people thought they were going to see, or right. they were very disappointed at the overall tone of the entire movie. Right. So I don't know. I just but I know that was a, a major criticism. Um, but yes. Snyder, visually, I mean, the whole, even the beginning and seeing the funeral and, of course, the origin story is from many times over, but the original was Jet of Comics 33 from mm-hmm. 1939. Um, and then Bruce runs into, like, forest, but fought, like, with on the property and falls into the hole, which would ultimately be the cave or the underground cavern, which is, you see that in a lot of different books but the man who falls and they even did that even in other Batman movies like the awesome Joel Schumacher film Batman Forever they use that too but that's all from the same Batman comics Um, and and yeah then he discovers the Batcave pretty much but then we go right into um, the fight that was from Man of Steel we go into Superman and General Zod fighting in the city and then we see it from um, Bruce Wayne Ben Affleck's point of view yeah, right. I I actually liked that part mm-hmm. um, because one of the biggest criticisms of the Man of Steel film was Superman is supposed to save all these people and yet there's this massive fight that essentially kills thousands of people and right. he's not like no one talks about it mm-hmm. and so and then so when I saw the trailer for Batman vs Superman I thought it was very interesting that that is the point that they took and kind of built the story around. Right. And so I don't know if they just listened to the fans and were like, hey, these guys are making a point or if it was planned out that way. Mm-hmm. But I thought, good good job. Like, good, you know, good film fan interaction and building the story around right. what people want. We gave the people what they want. <laughs> right. And this 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 scene or this incidentally uh, yes. my friend who I was with no mm-hmm. clue no idea right. what was going on because it wasn't explained at all exactly and I was like oh I'm sorry you had, why, to, you had to have seen right. the other and movie exactly and that's one of the bad things but I know with all with any movie that had like a the prequel or it's the second movie or within a within a set of films or a franchise you're going to have to um, call back to other movies and I guess that's but yes, I know for but, this one people almost forgot or didn't know like oh Man of Steel happened before right for, well <laughs> I don't think it was it wasn't clear in my head that they were in the same universe I mean mm-hmm. obviously they were and right. you know, big, big big whoops on my part but I I guess before I was like oh Man of Steel is like you know it's just a Superman movie right. and like they're gonna go forward from there but I didn't I didn't 
I didn't make the connection that Batman vs Superman was actually in the same universe until I saw the trailer, and then I was like, oh, yeah. And I think it's because, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, London, but I mean, this is this is meant to be the vehicle that is uniting all the film franchises into essentially the, the Justice League movie yes. that's going to come, I'm sure. Right. And um, this movie, with all of the different uh, criticisms, I think did a great job just setting up the future film, setting up Justice oh, yeah. League. And, and I think it did a good job of that. Um, we'll get into how it does it. But I thought this particular scene when, when Bruce is seeing the destruction and Superman and Zod fighting... I think that sets up why he's so angry. Yeah. <laughs> that That's a start, that, I think. I, I get for it. For people like, who want to know, well, why is Batman mad at Superman? Just in general. Right. But it was, it was <laughs> kind of weird that, like, it was kind of weird that, like, um, I mean, I thought Batman was in Gotham, and then he's getting this call, like, you know, the stuff's going on. He's like, I'll be right there. Yeah. And I'm like, I thought Gotham was miles right. away. Exactly. But, but apparently but not. Yes. Yeah, yeah. In this universe, it's it's across the bay. Oh. We even see that <laughs> later when he's putting up the, the bat signal. Oh, I missed and you, that. And when, like, when oh, Lex is looking across, right. it's right there. It's really Whoops. not that far. in here. But in other comics, it depends. Sometimes they're right across from each other. Other times they are miles and miles and miles away. And you have to literally travel right. to one. So it depends on whatever, but whatever universe we're in. But in this one, yes, they're they're relatively close, sure. and they have a Wayne Enterprises set up there, and that was the trigger that many people or many of his workers, many people that he knew, died from mm-hmm. Superman and Zod's fight. Right, and that's what pissed them off. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> or at least that's the, how it starts. Exactly. That, this is a famous <laughs> line from. Uh, Jerry Irons playing Alfred in this one. And I liked his Alfred. I love Jeremy I, Irons. I, I thought... Everything Jeremy, Jeremy Irons does, he's... <laughs> I mean, even even the Dungeons and Dragons movie where he was, mm-hmm. like, completely out of control. <laughs> I still liked it because it was Jeremy Irons. Right. Um, but I thought he did play the, um, the kind of cool-headed, mellow Alfred uh, foil to Bruce's, like, hot-headed, full-of-rage right. guy. Really good. Although, I will say... Um, and you may have a view on this. I thought that Alfred was disappointed in Bruce at this mm-hmm. point. That he was like, I'm going to go along with you because, you know, I got your back and I'm your family forever. But, like, I'm not down with what you're doing. Right. He definitely didn't encourage it. <laughs> right. No, especially when he was going to fight Superman. He was like, right. you're going to die. What are you doing? Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, he was being more realistic about it than I think Bruce was probably blinded by vengeance and rage and all that. Which... Oh, I disagree. I don't think Bruce expected to get out of it alive. He was like, if I can just take him down just a, take a him notch, down and... a notch like i'll die but it'll show that he can he can you know i'll be the it's like 300 you know <laughs> they'll, they'll take the hit but but it'll be a, enough of a delay that everyone else can rally against him and, and do whatever right yeah. But yeah, I thought Jeremy Irons' Alfred was great. I thought he was, it was a great modern interpretation of Alfred. It's not the usual when people think of Alfred, they're like, oh, he's just his butler. But of right. course, he's like his mechanic and his medic and a father figure in all of these roles that Alfred has to play to almost keep Bruce 
saying the little sanity he may still have <laughs> I think Alfred kind of keeps him in check in that way and he's needed so I think I think for the little that we did see of him I know for the Batman solo movie we'll see him much more which they announced that oh cool yeah and, and Ben Affleck is um, producing it and they even said he's gonna probably direct it as well and star in it so it's a whole I, yeah. Ben Affleck production that was announced not too long ago I think I saw on your on your famous Instagram account <laughs> that um that that was happening. Yeah, so that should be interesting. Um, and so since we're talking about, I guess, Batman, we should talk about Ben Affleck's portrayal. I loved Ben Affleck's Batman. I didn't think it was going to be bad. I know a lot of people had opinions and thought, oh, he's not going to do it because some people are still stuck on the whole Daredevil thing that happened over well now, like, what, <laughs> 10 years ago? More than 10 years ago? But I think, I think even, he's, uh, even Adam... The, the the original host Adam uh, <laughs> is like yeah that movie not very good you know he's, yeah, he's the world's he's, number one right, Daredevil he's fan he's a huge Daredevil fan that's like me saying oh that Batman film wasn't good when it's like would you love everything Batman but and that and yes Daredevil wasn't the best but this is a whole different everything universe it's I mean he's matured as an actor and director and all of these things and I think he really took I mean he said that he read Dark Knight Returns and other comics and really took took to heart to form this new Batman and I think his Bruce Wayne was great because of course both are important right Right. (laughs) you need you need to have a good Bruce Wayne and a good Batman and I guess we can touch on what you said earlier that this Batman, when we first meet him and the two cops find him and he's in the corner, literally like on the wall. And I thought that was amazing because when Batman was created, he's supposed to be this terrifying figure. This right. He's supposed to scare people. So the fact that he's like a bat in the corner in the dark and then pounces I thought that was awesome. That was cool. And I actually, (laughs) I had a question for you. Was that a frame from some comic? Because it looked very... Batman always comes out in the shadows like that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like, either right in the corner or or somewhere from the top beam or something. Yeah, that's that's definitely influenced by other Batman. Because he always just is like that he he's scary yeah but that's what he well, he's should a ninja. be yeah. <laughs> you know, i did have a lot of com- complaints about the movie but ben affleck wasn't one of them mm-hmm. i think he definitely lived up and passed surpassed the expectations i agree i enjoyed it my only my only real complaint and it's extremely minor is he was a little one note he was just kind of like i'm angry the whole time mm-hmm. and you're like that's it that's all you get you're angry i get it you're angry yeah you know i mean that you can definitely tell but he was at that tension all the time right. like the whole thing right but like, there was but no I will, happiness i will say he was he was suave when he needed to be suave right. he was little james bonzi when mm-hmm. he was bruce wayne and it was cool he brought it yeah and even when he was at which we'll talk about lex i'm sure in a second when he was <laughs> at um at lex luther's party and he had to like pretend like oh yeah i guess i had a little too much to drink and he kind of which bruce wayne does in the comics i mean he's supposed to be that playboy Boy, billionaire, billionaire that billionaire you know, he drinks all the time and that he's just a party animals but so he kind of brought that a little bit not too much but a little bit to the character which was great and and yeah so we're into that we see Superman again which of course his whole thing in the movie was we're trying to see if this alien is good or bad for us on the one hand he is a godlike figure who can save the day all the time on the other hand he's a godlike figure who made all this destruction and innocents were killed and so yeah I think 
it's uh, the crux for me and what really kind of I guess made it worth a, a movie worth discussing is um, if Superman actually existed and had a bad day mm-hmm. for whatever reason a la killing joke mm-hmm. uh, he could destroy the planet right like with no I mean who's gonna stop him like little effort and yeah, no one effort. can really little effort, st- <laughs> little effort. <laughs> and no one could really stop him right and so no the, one it can. brings up an interesting question like in the face of I mean it kind of touches on the cold war nuclear mm-hmm. uh, armament right like, you know oh if we could destroy the world at a push of a button like what's stopping some crazy person from pulling it off and right. so you know similarly Superman is effectively a planet destroying device walking around like exactly. what's gonna what's gonna save us exactly nothing and, by the way <laughs> <laughs> like we're screwed right that's not right that's not happening right so so the story keeps going and i think this is one of the things i was worried about going to see the film it's how they're fitting introducing all of these characters all of these little minor plots into the movie and it flows Mm -hmm. so you have you're introduced to batman and bruce wayne and what he's going through and what he's doing and then you're introduced to superman and the whole the politics of it and the government trying to figure out and then you're introduced to senator finch who thinks he's just destructive and he shouldn't be there and then we get into holly hunter yes and then we get into lex luther who's played by jesse eisenberg and And I know you have uh, thought is, on this is one of the things I, I like a lot of it I don't like a lot of it mm-hmm. um, this is one of the things I don't like mm-hmm. I, Jesse Eisenberg I get it great actor I've seen him in a ton of other stuff <laughs> he's a little one note in this right he, he kind of plays this like rich I don't know neurotic mm-hmm. uh, chaos kinda, maker yeah who kind of keeps going and by the end of the movie he's just flat out crazy right. what, I, what I liked about Gene Hackman's uh, portrayal of Lex Luthor in the, in the Richard Donner movie back in the 70s mm-hmm. was uh, he just he just had he was a man who was full of ambition he and didn't care how he got there but right. he was smart he was put together he was a worthy adversary, I felt. Mm-hmm. This Jesse Eisenberg, again, great actor and other stuff. I just felt like this portrayal of Lex Luthor I didn't like. Whiny, kind of, what you don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I, just, I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I can't I can't handle it. And, like, right. he's got this long, flowing hair. And I was like, all right, when's he going to go bald? And, of course, that was at the end, which I did not like. And you then, didn't like the way that they did that, how he became bald, or just... I didn't like the end shot where he's like, he's coming. Ding, 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 ding. I was just like, I, I wasn't a fan. Right, and that, and just that ding 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 even though we'll get to it it's like specific to something from like the comics oh right that completely went over my head yeah and and that's one of the annoying yeah but that's one of the things where it's like if you don't read comics like hardcore you're not going to pick up those things and so for people who like everyone or most people they're like why is he doing that i think one of the biggest scenes that people misunderstood talking to uh, my brother who saw it was the uh was the crisis on infinite earth scene yes um flash coming through the monitor right. yeah, oh was that yeah. flash yeah i couldn't tell yeah. who it was yeah so yeah. even all of that even just the whole nightmare batman scene that was with tons of different things like when we go to it and you know that's the one that's it kind of looks like it's like apocalypse I, which I, I think most people well, it's supposed to be right it's like it's it's his so I, I had to go back and read I watched some YouTube videos 
after I saw the movie, I was like, what was that all about? Yeah, I mean, and we, I watched some YouTube videos where they explained it. Right. And like, apparently, like, that's Apocalypse's, like, vision that he's like coming he's coming yeah it's like when you get there you see the the city on fire and then you see this huge symbol on the ground that's the omega symbol which is dark side symbol which i did not know right like you said like i like and I said, those are if, dark sides parody yes the parademons those winged creatures that yeah, are no, flying and no grabbed clue. them exactly i mean it was cool visually no yeah definitely but i was just like i don't know what any yeah of and means. then like the men that have the superman like symbol on you know then they're like the army that's like from like injustice and there's a lot of different things but yeah that's more like dark side apocalypse and so wait i'm sorry yeah so it it's not symbolizing that apocalypse is coming apocalypse is marvel right right but like apocalypse is where dark side is from that's the name of his that's oh, the name oh, of his okay i got yes. you okay all right see see <laughs> i i read enough comics to know who we're talking about right I, right I got down on like all the all the right but that's the lines. thing like if you know that stuff you're like oh i can point out this and this and right. that and that's awesome and then but then if like your friend yeah. who doesn't read comics or didn't even see man no of clue. steel She's like, ooh, this looks scary. You know, there's fire going on. Right. There's destruction. That's yeah. awesome. Ooh, look at these guys yeah, flying around like, grabbing. Some dream sequence? Exactly. It's like, maybe. And then after that, and we see that Batman is is chained and Superman comes and he's like, you took the one thing I loved and was all mad. And then he ultimately kills Batman or like p- puts his hand through oh, his, chest. his hand in his chest. Right. Yeah. And their story Was that a reference to Lois Lane, by the way? Yes. Okay. Definitely. And then who are the Superman paramilitary group? Like the I think in well, all we know is in that in that vision that that was just part of Superman's Because they were army. awesome. Yeah, no. Like, drop they into were. the knee in front right. of Superman and with like his little symbol. I was like, in, that's pretty cool. Right. In that vision we see that Superman has just taken over everything. He's just yeah, taken over because, the world. By the way, as the Simpsons teaches us, like I for one would like to welcome our new overlord. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like if some all powerful dude is like, Join me or die, it's like, Hey, I love you, man. Right. And there are a few storylines where we see and it's because Lois has died or something like that right. where Superman okay, becomes so, this so wasn't mad from a comic. no not okay. not specifically but you. we've seen that Superman has become so enraged that Lois has died or something that he just goes rogue goes back and then just takes over I mean, everything Justice right. storyline actually started as a video game and then right. was adapted to comics to the comic oh, okay because right. I know that one. I played Injustice yeah so. and you saw that Superman because Lois was dead I mean yeah, he, he kills he was too late on a on a nuke or something yeah and, and Lois dies and he kills the Joker and he kills Joker right. right it's that same concept of Lois dying and he just turns into the bad guy that everyone fears especially Batman he fears that oh well he has all this power he can take us out if he wants to and if he's mad enough he can and you see that there and then once Superman puts his hand through Batman's chest he wakes up and you see Ben back in or you see Bruce back in the back cave and then yeah like Adam said you see the, and it's the flash and he I is did not catch that I don't, <laughs> I don't think a lot of people caught it right when the you only first reason see it, it you <laughs> it doesn't look like a flash costume the only reason right. I knew it, it was the flash is because it was Ezra Miller and I know Ezra Miller plays but Ezra, Ezra Miller oh, plays right. Flash. And so you're like, okay, so if that's Ezra Miller, 
that's the Flash. I didn't know that. I just thought it was some sort of interdimensional being because the Flash is red and gold, and he comes right. through a blue and black portal, and he's all blue and black. And I right, like, I don't know. exactly. And he comes, and he's trying to give a warning, and he learns that he's pretty much too soon to give the warning, and he's like, she's been the key, she's the key all along. So, of course, we all just figure, okay, that's Lois. Yeah, Lois. Because from what the dream sequence that that Bruce had to that you can see that somehow in whatever the next movies that follow or anything that Lois is the key so and even that flash coming to Batman and telling him what's going to happen in the future that's from Crisis on Infinite Earths okay. I mean from that storyline from 85 to 86 him trying to warn him of the the anti-monitor and all of that was so he, was, at that point was he like Lois Lane is the key <laughs> I mean pretty much I mean, don't get me wrong. No. Amy Adams is the key. Right. Let me be clear. No. No, but and since, since I love you, Amy Adams. No, and that's what we're and that's interesting to bring up because I thought Lois's role in the movie was very ex- extensive. I, I I thought she was this involved is very interesting. a lot. I I'm, okay. <laughs> I, I want to talk about this a little bit because okay. on my podcast, uh, London, which you haven't been on yet, <gasps> I know anyway. I need um, to. Yes. <laughs> uh, I actually talked with uh, Kimmy, who works at Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, and she was pretty livid that Lois Lane's portrayal in this in this movie mm-hmm. was weak sauce that really? she didn't do anything like she just kind of was the damsel in distress you the know whole time. she did fall off of a lot of things she and was about to die the... with guns and she fell off she was thrown off buildings yeah but it's she like she does some reporting but otherwise right. she's just kind of like well I don't really have to worry because Superman can just come save me at right. any time but isn't that how Lois a lot of times that was my is, that, that was my <laughs> argument but she was just like you could handle it better you could give mm-hmm. her something to do like right. Lois is supposed to be tough yeah, she's tough. Right, she's yeah. spunky. She's uh, a go-getter. She's at the top of her reporting Right, and in the story, she was trying to track down the bullet, and she went yeah, to that DC. Was that was, I don't and think that, was another that side storyline story. went anywhere. No, but that's what. Yeah. But they were trying to keep her um, relevant. They were, but I think they did a better <laughs> job of it in Man of Steel. Oh, definitely. Yes. Again, if you haven't seen that. Exactly. You're like, so yeah, if you haven't seen that, you're like, why is Lois so involved here? Mm -hmm. It, it, It seems kind of, like I said, it seemed like a little too much, especially when we get to the third act of the film and she's there a lot involved in almost the fight and everything. Well, it's I think just, it's I think it goes to what you were saying before that apparently if she's the key, so right. they're like building her they're up. They're building her the up. Key. Right. Right. And we don't know what that means or anything or at yet. this point. But, you know. But yes, yeah, she's so she is important somehow. Mm-hmm. Um but Although I got to say I also enjoyed uh Kate, what's her name? Kate Boss. Kate, who played Which character? Who played Lois Lane in Man of Steel? No, it was that was Amy Adams. Who played Lois Lane in? Uh, her name is Kate too. We are bad at Kate last Boss. Names. We're terrible. We're terrible at last names. Uh, but I do know who you're talking oh, about. I'm gonna. <laughs> 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 yes. By the way, I want to take this one moment to talk about one of our sponsors. London, you you know about Loot Crate. Yes, they their geeky subscription box is awesome. I have their Quest box, which is one of the most recent ones, and I got an awesome t-shirt and socks, and they have all this amazing, like, licensed great stuff and collectibles, and they're, they're awesome. Yeah. They're amazing. Well, each month they come out with a new box 
And nice. uh, you can get it for only twenty for less than twenty dollars a month. Really, you can you can sign up to be a subscriber, and um, for less than twenty bucks a month, you get a box, and it's got like six to eight items that does include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one of a kind items, and all this stuff. And um, hey, we've got we've got a little present for the fans <laughs> that if you go to www.lootcrate.com forward slash h-o-t-b that's history of the batman, batman. um and you enter the the promo code h-o-t-b three the number three uh you get three bucks off on any new subscription so i just wanted to which is a rad deal it's pretty rad yeah. so i just wanted to throw that out <laughs> to the fans before we get back back into it it's kate she was in Blue Crush and all that stuff. Yes, <laughs> I know exactly. Who I know you're you talking know. About. I know who. Oh, I don't have. I know. I I'm drawing a blank. I do not know her last name. But yes, I I've always liked the the Lois Lane character. I I think, and that's one of the things that bummed me out actually about Man of Steel was that she knows Kate who's super Bosworth. Kate Bosworth. You Bosworth. were close. You were like Boz. I was close. I was close. Boz, I liked right. her Lois Lane in. Uh, it wasn't Man of Steel. It was uh, Super. Superman Returns, right? The one with Brandon Routh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I don't like the way that Lois already has known that, that Clark Kent and Superman are one and the same, because that's what I've always loved about the Superman, Clark Kent, Lois Lane, Daily Planet yeah. relationship. I mean, all right, I get it. Like, But that's that's coming from the 50s golden age, I know, right? Because like, I, I do think that if you're going to go dark and realistic... I mean, she it's has pre- to know. It's pretty clear that Superman and Lois Lane were gonna get together, right? And, and, and at that yeah, point, yeah. And in this, in that, by the time we're at Batman and Superman, they're living together. Yeah, like, so how's how she gonna keep? <laughs> he's gonna it? cook dinner. Yeah, she knows. <laughs> it's like okay, I, I suppose. But this is the one thing I thought. I don't know if this was intentional, but the fact that um, he puts her in such preference, I thought was was an interesting kind of iffy subject because you know she's in, it the film opens she's she's in the desert she's right dealing with some sort of i don't know what terrorist investigation right. or whatever and jimmy olsen is with her and people were upset at the fact that jimmy olsen was was killed like yeah. and he was only on screen for like two minutes and, and i felt zach Snyder's and he was a cia ex- operative yeah. <laughs> i felt zach snyder's excuse for killing him was was kind of flat right too. didn't he just say he, he, what, he didn't said fit that <laughs> jimmy olsen's archetype did not fit, did not within, fit within, within his universe yes. so that he had to kill him. Right. I think it would have been better not to have Jimmy at all, sure. or you could have adapted him. I agree. I, I would agree with you on that. Like, that that's a character that you could do stuff with. I liked that he was... Yeah, yeah but he's a cool. major character within the Superman. Yeah, because, he's like so, Superman's conscious at a lot of times. Right, like, exactly. Yeah. And they're... And I, mean, I, don't, I don't think oh, they... Yes. I'm sorry. I no. just want to finish my point real quick. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought it was an interesting point that um, no matter where Superman is, he'll drop everything he's doing to go save Lois. Yes. Like, so when he shows up and takes out the terrorists or whatever... Um, who knows what what was going on elsewhere at that point? <laughs> right. Like you know, people could have been flooded in their house. Right, or it's something. crazy. Like Superman, he'll be doing stuff, and then he'll hear Lois like screaming or something. It's like, but you hear all these other people screaming. Right. It's like, no, I'm gonna zone in on this one. Yeah. Go save Lois, and we'll see what's happening right. afterwards. I mean, she's, <laughs> the, she's the one that ma- Amy Adams matters. That's it. <laughs> she was kind of dealing with that guilt in the bathtub scene. Oh, the bathtub scene. Yes. Yeah, she was. When she said, I don't know if we can be together and you can be you. 
too. Right. Oh, that's fair. And that was already... Also didn't catch that. Good job. <laughs> and yeah, and even then he was like, well, I pretty much I love you and you are the one thing that matters. And that yeah. comes back at the end of the movie. So even from the start, Lois is shown to be very important right. in this universe. And even if we don't exactly understand how, whether it's from Superman's affection and lover or from what's happening in the future with other heroes, she is important. Well, so I think one can turn into the other. Right. right. Definitely. All right. And before we continue, I want to take a quick break so we can try and make some money real quick. <laughs> Hang on, guys. All right, we're back. That's good. <laughs> good. Good. So we just we just were talking about Lois Lane. So we can we actually should talk about the other characters that were introduced and even had small cameos, which is starts to set up the other films. And we can start with uh, Gal Gadot, which I believe that's how we pronounce this her. This is one of my favorite parts. <laughs> so, yes, I, she, I, I thought loved she was great. her. She was great yes. as Wonder Woman. She I thought, was. I loved her accent. I loved the fact that she kind of looked a little different from her. Her ethnicity was kind mm-hmm. of in question. She has right. a very, very statuesque, like, yes. you know, Hellenic uh, goddess. Right, which is what she should have. Yeah, which, by the way, I don't know if you know, but, like, that that is Zack Snyder's, like, bread and butter right there. He's, like, beautiful <laughs> women in, in Greek armor running around <laughs> kicking butt. Like That's that, what he knows how to do. That's 300. <laughs> that's sucker punch. That's, like, that's his jam. He's, right. like, I love hot women kicking butt in <laughs> in crazy outfits. Like, that's my jam. So, right. And I gotta say, he, you know, he brought it on that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and her, as Diana Prince, and I love the fact that she's an antiquities dealer. That's her profession. Oh, that. Right. Yeah, when she's looking at the sword and the guy's oh. trying to sell it to her. Yeah, that's what she does. That's, oh, okay. That's her profession. A, little, a little Highlander action. <laughs> I don't, there can only be one. Right. But, that was, but I don't, you saw the original Highlander, right? That was Connor McCloud. Right. Like, that was his cover story. He's like, I'm an antiques dealer. I deal in antiques because I'm immortal. That's <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I thought that was fitting considering she is a goddess and she's been living for hundreds and thousands of years. Well, yeah. and so that's cool. That, that fits definitely into... It was cool with me. I liked how they worked elements of her costume into her everyday right, stuff. Like her her necklaces and her yeah. brooches and all that. Yes, I was like, definitely. that's cool. And yeah. she just, you know, she looked, she looked like somebody who... I, you know, she she's beautiful. She kicks butt. She's intelligent. I was just like, you're a wonderful woman, Wonder Woman. Like, let's right. do it. Right. And what I thought was cool is that the moment that Bruce saw her at, at Lex's party, he he just couldn't keep his eyes off her. And that's what oh, it always is. Oh, but wasn't that because is, he suspected her? Well, the first time he saw her, like the very first time, when it was just a glance, it wasn't that she went after she took the chip or any mm-hmm. of that. It was just he just saw like, wow. And, oh, and it was okay. just—it was just in general, like, oh, wow, she's well. That she's kind quite of falls stunning. into your whole thing of like, there's this like weird sub fan Reddit type thing that's yes. like Batman and Wonder Woman. They like want the, to ship them so yeah, like bad. hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's also people that want to ship her to Superman. Right, and in the comics, Wonder Woman and Superman have been together. Yeah, which and totally that, makes sense. And it makes sense. It makes perfect oh, sense. Oh, sure, because Superman's immortal, essentially. Wonder Woman's immortal. So right. anytime Lois Lane's, like, officially out of the picture, like, <laughs> dead or whatever, <laughs> Wonder Woman, like, steps into that. Because, plus, and I think I, I touched on this briefly when we talked about Batman's love interest, like, mm-hmm. he can hug her and not kill her. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, hold hands with her and not destroy her hand. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, the power matches, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I love... And 
And so she actually is the one that when she starts talking to Bruce, like through this email and he finds the picture that she was looking for that shows that she's with Steve Trevor and all these people and she's in armor. And so he discovers that she... I didn't get... Maybe you can explain that. Hmm. I didn't understand that. I mean, clearly it was like World War One question mark? Around that area because it was like 1980. Because she was like, I, like, I fought monsters before. And I was like, is she talking about Hitler? Like, I couldn't tell. I mean, she was- she's she's been around for hundreds of years. Sure. So, it, I mean, part of the picture, I mean, it did focus on like that World War One, World War Two, that era. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I mean, it could have been that. But then she's also fought on different worlds. And but that wasn't the, that picture. No, it wasn't that oh, picture. Okay. That was more here, like right. America oh, she fought on different worlds. Yeah, I mean, where she's, did that? I mean, was that in the like, movie, or is you talking it's about the very, comic? I mean, well, in the comics, in both. I mean, but she like briefly like mentions that when they were fighting, when the in when they're fighting Doomsday, she's like, mm-hmm. I fought worse creatures before. So that just assumes that okay, well, if she's fought some something like uh, Doomsday, she's fought other things, I, other places. I got it. I I took that, <laughs> that to mean that. She she like fought a dinosaur <laughs> <laughs> which she could have, I mean, she have like where's the mascara I don't know. Right? that's her island right so yeah so i i will say mm-hmm. if we're there i liked how they introduced doomsday it's way better than the comics yeah the fight itself eh you know we can talk about it but I like the reasoning behind Doomsday is way better than the comics. In the comics, he's just this weird genetic experiment on this other planet right. until eventually he like shows up on Earth by accident. It's weird. Right. I and did not like the way he looked. He looked like the troll from Lord of the Rings. Yes, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> right. Clearly influenced by Lord of the I Rings. I mean, a lot Absolutely. of people aren't happy with heavy CGI like that sometimes. Sure. They feel like, oh, it looks cheesy almost. Well, the way. But it's, it's like, how are you going to do Doomsday? You're going to break it out. You're going to get the man in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> going to do the man Godzilla, the like. <laughs> I, I'd pay to see that again. <laughs> I, I want some dude in a suit like, waiting just going, out, like, like, like swinging from side to side. Right. No, uh, I, um, yeah. I see what I see what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, but I just thought the reasoning behind it all—that it was um, the Kryptonian abomination or something—that right. Right? it was a better justification for the creation. And I forget why did Lex Luthor create him? I mean, I think for oh. fun. Well, I think a large part of it was... Motivations were very... Right, that was... Right, right, that's the only thing. I mean, Lex clearly has this thing against Superman, against the idea of gods or God in general having all of this power because he believes that if you have all this power, you can't be all good. There's no way... I mean, that's the kind of reason... that's interesting. That's the kind of reason he has. Like, if you have all this power, there's no way you can be all good. But is that his reasoning because he has all this power and he's no good? I mean, that could totally be he could be definitely like mirroring well i mean him, he's narcissistic but, like well, of course zoo. So right like, exactly about me right exactly which by the way his um seduction and then betrayal and murder of mercy i was i was disappointed i with. know which i love her character oh she's great <laughs> so i, I wanted, was I, I wanted her to stick around right and even before we even get into the fight just that whole sequence of the u.s capitol blowing right, up right. and all of that and then the 
the politicians, everyone talking about Superman, like when Neil deGrasse Tyson comes and talks about him. I mean, all <laughs> that of was the, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was a good like, cameo. Like all of those things are from Superman: Peace on Earth, which is a Paul Dini book. Oh. All of that it reflects that comic I did not definitely. Know that. Okay, yeah, okay. I totally picked up that because I I love Paul Dini and Alex Ross's oh, I mean, art. I mean, Paul is Dini. amazing. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. but yeah. So that just idea of trying, I mean, just Superman and trying to figure out if he's good or bad for mankind that isn't something relatively new I mean that's been picked up in different Superman comics of course because that's the one character you can talk about that with I mean and it is wondering well if like like we've said if he wants to he could take out everybody but yeah the Capitol building and that Lex was behind it all and everything yeah it's I mean it's it's a lot and so clearly he wants to bring down Superman and I and he has such this obsession with Kryptonian culture and then when he finds the kryptonite which in the comics at least he was went in some stories Lex is the first to actually introduce kryptonite to Superman in some storylines mm-hmm. so that and the fact that he has it and he was a younger Lex too that's fitting and so once he has like the kryptonite and then he learns more about Zod and that you know when he's exposed to the kryptonite you know the deterioration of cells and all of that then he but then he goes into the ship chamber and puts Zod you know his blood with Zod's body and this and it becomes this mixture and then boom doomsday it just all I don't know it seemed kind of kind of squished together I don't think it was as co um, coherent as I think they wanted it to be I I got it for the most part but once we kind of started seeing that and Lex just becomes obsessed with making this being and then we get to and then we see Batman like train like well I'm gonna beat up Superman now because right. now I know about the the white Portuguese boat and all of that and they're shipping the kryptonite and I'm gonna use that kryptonite and that's when Alfred's like okay bro what yeah. are you doing <laughs> like it's, why are we doing he's this a, he's a- Right, so yeah, Lex's motives are, it just seems pure like Superman is bad and I want to show the world that Superman is bad and that's how we get to Batman preparing to fight Superman for his own motives, for Mm -hmm. you're dangerous to the world and you need to be stopped and then Lex somehow um, simultaneously has the idea of, oh, well, I see Batman's symbol up there so that must mean that he's going to beat up Superman. I never got that connection. I didn't get that connection Explained. Yeah, I was never so like that bothered hey. me. <laughs> yeah, no, it bothered me too because I was like, I understand that you want to manipulate and toy with Superman because so he's like, I've got your mom, and you. But then he's like, so you better go kill Batman, and I'm like, right. what? <laughs> or did he figure out that Batman had the kryptonite? So he's like, I'll send it. I think no, he did figure out because Batman went to LexCorp and trashed the place oh, and yeah. stole the kryptonite. So right. he and oh, then so left his left bangerang. bangerang where um or the bangerang the, the batarang the bangerang what is that? What's a bangerang? I don't know. What is a bangerang? <laughs> it sounds like a beer shot. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Sounds like a new drink, yeah, right? Exactly. The bangerang. No, yeah, he left the batarang, and so that's when Lex knew that he had the kryptonite. Okay, so probably okay, okay. that was the connection that was supposed to be. Oh well, if he has kryptonite, he knows what it could do to Superman. Sure. So he, I'm sure he put but all. This is one of the things that together. really pissed me off. And Adam, maybe you're with me on this one. Um, he's like sitting there taunting Superman. He's like, "I got your mom, and you don't know where." And da 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 da. And I was like, "You just murder him." 
Just, right. Like, just just, <laughs> gra- just grab him and be like, we're going to check every single apartment, and everyone I don't find, I'm going to rip out a fingernail. Like One of the <laughs> off-scene um, explanations that Zack Snyder gave for um, Superman knowing where Lois was in Africa mm-hmm. is that his hearing is so great and sensitive sure. that he can hear her heartbeat sure. from that distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, okay. So Whatever. Great, I mean, yeah, whatever. why not? Why so, not? My reasoning for that is if you could hear his girlfriend in Africa, why couldn't he find his mom a couple blocks away? Absolutely. Right. (laughs) Or or he's he's almost, if not as fast as the Flash, right? So he could check every single apartment in all of Metropolis. Within a couple minutes. Not even. A couple seconds, by the way. Like, you know, by the time that Lex Luthor is like, he's like, I'm going to push the button. By the time his hand starts to go towards the button, Superman can come back, rip his arm off and be like, here's my mom in your face. So, uh, you know, that was all right. I think um, with the plot Plot device, right. They were trying to make Batman and Superman's fight as justifiable as possible. And so they were trying to force this whole, oh, you can't kill me because I know where your mom is. And so you have to fight Batman and give him and give me his head. And then I'll tell you where your mom is. And all of the points you said that, well, Superman can go. Yeah. And then it's over. And oh, look, I have Martha. Yeah, <laughs> and you're in jail. And exactly. It, it should be like that. But we have to make it dramatic. And this point in the movie, I think, was a huge shift because the first half. It took oh, me out of it. it. It was, we were in this kind of dark, kind of almost like political stance with dealing with Superman and then seeing what Bruce Wayne is doing and everything. And now we're into the full on sci fi right, right, <laughs> monsters. Right. And then. And then we get into the fight, which I, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Batman fanatic, but I did like the fight, the, the beginning of the fight and kind of mm-hmm. how it went back and forth, how, and a lot of that was from Dark Knight Returns, the starting with kind of like the sonic weapons right, and right. that was from the book. And then, and then, well, Batman kind of threw like the almost like grenade like bomb that like had the kryptonite dust in it and yeah the but, kryptonite gas was right the kryptonite gas totally. and in the book it was uh, Green Arrow who shoots the arrow right. that bus but same thing that's how it gets into a system and then Batman just begins pummeling him and so when people ask oh well how can Batman take down Superman I'm I, and people have asked me that before the movie I'm like kryptonite mm-hmm. that's going to be in there somehow we don't know exactly how yet but it will yeah well he made like a little kryptonite bullet didn't he right exactly um and so then when they're when they're fighting and then superman kind of gets his energy backwards not completely in his system anymore then he gives batman a few blows and then batman shoots another kryptonite gas thing and then he starts like twirling him around and hitting him on pillars and all this stuff and just just crushing him and then of course we get to the moment where he has this kryptonite spear that he's made and he is planning on just stabbing Superman with it yeah. and then this is where it. when I first saw this part I when I went to the fan screening that Monday before That's it came right. out. That's right you guys got in yeah, before I, I got to see it and then before Batman stabs Superman with the spear he's like no you must save Martha 
and that stops Batman right in his tracks yeah. and he's like why did you say that name why did you get that name it's like a post traumatic uh, flashback right and it's like and then that's where I feel Lois was like what because she comes out of nowhere <laughs> Lois comes out of nowhere and is like wait that's his mom's name right, and then right. we have the flashback of the pearls and the gun right, and right. Thomas saying Martha in the flashback from the beginning well that was for the audience that was like, of course oh, Going on? Like and they're like, well, what do you mean? And so we have to like right, go sure. back. So that's fine. And but that actually helps explain why Lex Luthor like concocted this insane scheme with Superman's mom or whatever. Because <laughs> it was a writer device to get Martha in there. Okay, right. Okay, exactly. Okay. And of course, when Batman hears about Martha and he has to save Martha, I feel like he he knows that he couldn't save his Martha because he always sure. feels guilty for not being able to save his parents, even though he was like an eight year old kid. But you uh-huh. know, no, that's I, Martha of course, won't die tonight. You know, that's that's the guilt that he always... Just everybody else. <laughs> Before we move off of this, okay. I, I want to talk about this. One of the things that really, really took me out of the movie is Batman just wantonly mowing down without any remorse, right. people. I, I think, well, first, of and course, I, that's... I know, you, I know you have said in earlier episodes that Batman started with a gun, like, back in the Oh, 30s, yeah. Or, or it's like but guns like, and killing. I've been raised yeah. on, you know, Batman's whole tenant of like no guns right like, we're good we don't do that and then you know this just like destroyed that now i i get that they're like we're starting we're showing the new stage the new set you know whatever and that's the whole thing again with jeremy irons like first it burns and then the rage and <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I get it like you're setting it up that batman has has sunk to this level right of, like, with whatever. all that has happened with after the superman and zod fight i think he's at this re- darker place where him killing just is justified almost with all of the innocents that were killed and and I get that but I'm just telling you like when I saw it right. I was just like this isn't this isn't yeah, bad and man. for like, most this people is crazy. right for most people especially if you like I say, if you have no idea about the comments, which a lot of people don't, mm-hmm. you don't see. I mean, you don't see Batman, cause, especially going off of the Nolan verse, mm-hmm. when the no guns, no right, killing right, thing was right. like the theme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, for you, that's that's just hey, that's well, not it just right. felt weird. Like I was watching mm-hmm. it, and I was like, okay, this is their take on it, but right. I was like, it just it doesn't work for me. Right, but of course, that's influenced by Golden Age, definitely the first year. Oh, absolutely. He was guns, killing people, snapping people's necks with <laughs> this boot of his. Yeah, even his hand. Hand fight scenes when he's trying to save Martha. Oh yeah, are, are Which brutal. Was great. I mean, by the way, slamming yeah. people's heads into concrete. Yeah, and stabbing after, people. Right, right after they, you know, he says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna save Martha." Like your mom, I feel like he wants to save a Martha. Right. So I think that's part your of name's his. Martha, thing. you're in luck. You're in luck because your name's Martha. So and I'm gonna he, save your life. And then he has no qualms killing um, the Russian KGBs. Right. To save, to save Martha. Right. Oh, but yeah, yeah. That's who that was, right? Yeah. But, Some dude. But definitely, those scenes, like, and I love the bat plane because he flies a bat plane to the warehouse where Martha mm-hmm. is. He busts through the window, and that fight scene is great. That fight scene I awesome. felt like that fight scene was definitely influenced by the Arkham games because oh, it just felt right. like just yeah. the way that he was fighting. Right. Because Arkham. Like the, video the, games. the Arkham games, when they first came out, that was one of the things that was lauded their, their fight combo chain. Right. Technique. Yeah. And I feel like that was heavily influenced. Oh, it's the cer- style it certainly of it, influenced a I bunch think. of other games at the time like you'll, oh, yeah. you'll, you'll notice that that style of fight chaining although never done as well shows mm-hmm. up in a bunch of other games yeah well, definitely because of that so yeah i agree with you totally right so yeah so once 
Batman goes and saves Martha, and I like how she's like, oh, I know you're on the good guys because of the cape, which I think is hilarious. But oh, <laughs> like that, the, that the little that. humor yeah. that this movie does have. <laughs> it's there, good. It's good. There it was. Exactly. Right. I'm with you. <laughs> right. And then that's when we get into Superman going to see Lex, and he's like, oh, Batman's not dead, so <laughs> here's Doomsday. And so mm. we're introduced to Doomsday, which Doomsday was created in the comics to kill Batman. It's kind of like Bane. I mean, yeah, Superman. But just like Bane was created to break Batman's back in the comics. I mean... You mean by the the DC Comics people not yes, like, not no. like in the comic world no not no okay. like by the DC Comics people gotcha. like by the creators right I mean Doomsday was meant to be that person for Superman to give like the ultimate fight where he could kill him because there wasn't anyone before that could do that right so I mean seeing him like I said if you don't know the comics you don't know but seeing Doomsday you kind of figure okay so what does that mean for Superman just kind of in a general sense Mm -hmm. they have to fight and so and and of course it's a lot from the death of Superman series from 1982 Dan Juergens who was a huge part of the movie which I learned that Dan Juergens he had a lot of creative part in in writing the movie and I didn't even know that and that that, that would make sense if I knew that earlier I'm like oh so if he's doing that it's a lot of Superman things going on maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong that Death of Superman the original comic that was created in 1992 Mm -hmm. was basically a gimmick because comics weren't selling well at all in the 90s Right. so they thought oh we'll kill Superman and we'll sell a bunch of comics and get people reinterested in comics right definitely for Batman it was the reverse because in 89 the Tim Burton movie came out so Batman's sales prices went way up and everyone was interested but yeah Superman was on the opposite side and so usually when they do major story plots and twists like this it is to get sales up that's not really a surprise or anything yeah I actually uh, just a real quick shout out if you haven't seen uh, it's on YouTube Max Landis's video about the death and return of Superman and how it like totally shaped comics highly recommend it Hilarious. oh yeah it explains everything I showed yeah. it to my friend after the movie explained everything okay <laughs> but uh and it's, like, and it's I understand that yeah, yeah. full no, of Max celebrity, Landis is awesome celebrity cameo appearances it's great it's on YouTube it's hilarious yeah yeah Mechlin is awesome even the recent Superman book that just ended um, that he was doing that's great oh I, I had no idea anyway. yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> it's a short series but like just and it was like seven issues oh cool so it's it's pretty good uh, <laughs> um, but but yeah so Doomsday and and Superman and Doomsday are fighting of course they go into space and then they have to decide that they're gonna nuke them and all that and them going into space that was part of Death of Superman 2 but right. Doomsday plummets back to Metropolis and then Batman's like well I'm gonna come in the plane and like come and distract him right. and that's the one thing yeah. Well, and Wonder Woman got in on it, right? And, and I have once, to say that that was where yes, I saw when like Zack Snyder's. I mean, that's his that's his jam, right? Exactly. There. He's like Wonder Woman flying around and kicking butt, right? And, um, yes. And so when right when Doomsday's about to blast Batman, cool. she blocks it, and then and every time I've gone, everyone to see it, claps. Everyone claps. Yeah. Did, ev- did some? Oh, did people clap when Wonder Woman came on the screen for you when you saw it? Or was anyone like, woo? <laughs> yeah, I got, we go, woo, woo. Yeah. yeah. Every time, and everyone I've talked to, like, oh, yeah, the best part was when one woman got on the scene. And when I first saw it, the fan screen, it was, like, cheering for, like, almost a whole minute. Oh, Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. woo, clapping. I really liked after that exactly. thing, um, Superman look, looking emaciated when he was in space because of the nuke. Right. Because that was right out of the Dark Knight. That's too. right, uh, Dark That's Knight right. as well, right. Um, yeah, so 
That's the one where he like lands and like absorbs. Right, and then he absorbs out of, the out of sun. a sunflower. Yeah, and and it's, it's like oh. <laughs> I'm like these daisies, and you're like, oh okay, <laughs> you're good to go now. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so of course, kind of crazy. Right, so then once and they're all together, and then of course they have that scene where they're all there, and it's like woohoo, Trinity! Yes, that's what we're waiting for. Right. Well, you had that that panel that comic panel on your Instagram right it was like Superman and Batman and in between them is Wonder Woman and mm-hmm. one was like I thought she was with you yeah I mean that that was a uh, fan art that oh, someone did I thought it was taken from that because they did that in the film yeah I was like oh, oh that's from but a comic a, but uh, in, in Superman Batman number 10 they do all fight together and on the cover they are in kind of in that pose oh cool so it's, it's an so, awesome Jim Lee cover yes right? Jim Lee cover yeah so cool yeah so if and I think yeah. in that in that three part podcast uh, show that we had um, there were some Trinity books and that's definitely I think just the the dynamic between them and influ- were influenced by those books too gotcha um, but yeah so Wonder Woman comes in and she full-on like jumps with her sword and her shield and like attacks the and then Superman's trying to attack him and then Batman is kind of on the side a little bit kind of avoiding to with his like kryptonite gun getting ready and then of course you have him when he does go against Doomsday he kind of jumps from the building and then to the wall and you have that scene where he shoots his grappling gun and there's the lightning and of course that scene by itself is like the cover to Dark Knight Returns number one where he's in the air and lightning and just that silhouette figure but of course Doomsday is fighting both uh, Superman and one and then Batman realizes, oh, the sphere that's in that broken down place that we fought. I mean, he's like, we can use that to pierce him because kryptonite is the only thing that can damage him, that can kill him. And that's what Batman discovers. So that's when he he's... Because it's Kryptonian right, cells. It's ex- exactly. And so this is when Lois Lane is back again. And she's like, oh, I'll go get it. And then, but I mean, then, that's cool. And that's fine. And then when Superman tries, he has to to save her because she's trying to get it then the building crumbles and then she's underwater and then of course while he's about to fight Doomsday again he hears her screaming under the rocks under the water right. and he stops what he's doing fighting this monster that can kill everybody she's the key I'm, she's the key gonna go save Lois and see what's happening over there and so then he goes and then he goes to get the spear even though that weakens him because it's kryptonite that's he right. throws it on the ground and then that's where we see that he realizes I have to be the one to kill Doomsday even if that means it's going to kill me which pretty much happens in Death of Superman they have that final fight and they both well in the comics kill each other um but but even then he tells lois that i love you and he's doing you know he's doing this for her and all that and it's always about her so we're going back to even the beginning and even to the flash coming out of the the boom tube or wherever and saying she's the key so there is a big lois lane theme here sure you know and that's fine so then superman goes with the sphere and they have the final clash, and then Superman dies. Now, when I saw that, I'm like, okay, they, they killed Superman. I actually liked that, not because I don't like Superman or anything, but I thought that, that was pretty... 
I mean, that's pretty. It was pretty, justified. Uh, it was justified. I thought that was kind of ballsy. I know that. I don't, <laughs> I don't usually say ballsy, but I thought it was uh, the fact that they just wrote that into the story and they kind of rolled with it. I thought it would be like he'd lay there for a minute to go and cough or something. Yeah. <laughs> something be like, oh, yeah, I'm a little hurt. There's a hole right. right here, but it'll get better. But no, he, he died. And well, well. Exactly, and Die. that's why. Quote. <laughs> right, and that's why. Uh, I just wanted to get out of the public eye for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel the death in the movie was earned as much as the death in the comics because in the comics you had a Superman who had been established for years, sure. was part of the Justice League, was trusted by Batman, was trusted by the public. This Superman was is still a new Superman. It was only mm-hmm. set, you know, eighteen months to two years after Man of Steel, where he's still kind of finding himself and the public is unsure of who he is. He hasn't had a chance to live up to the Superman hope um, and that kind of hyperbole of being a god. And so I didn't feel like he had earned that death yet. That's an interesting point that why kill off someone that essentially you don't really care right. about especially yet. since in, and since we are at I guess at this point uh, Superman's death and funeral and Bruce and Diana are there and that's when Bruce says we have to get everyone else that's like you together and didn't we didn't like really that. talk about and, and then we didn't really get to talk about this but it's the cameos of the of the Justice League right? and of course they have this exchange through email where Bruce is like he sends her the picture and it's like that's you with the picture and He's like, what is it? Who are you? Where are you from? And then he has decoded the LexCorp files, and he has this whole file on the metahumans, and then that shows the logos in the email of all of the, or or most of the Justice League. And we see Aquaman, and we get to see the Flash, and and it's all for like brief and Cyborg. I felt like Cyborg's cameo was the most important because it showed the boom box. Right, it showed the mother box. Mother box. And that is... No idea what that was. Right, that box that and it, and then I was it like, cut, is this, it was is starting this a to, uh, tesseract. What? Well, and the, <laughs> yeah, it's a mother box, but it's it's technology from like Apocalypse from Dark Side, so it yeah, all too. will connect somehow. But so we get those little snippets, and that's our introduction. Because when I first learned that these characters were going to be in the movie, I'm like, how? Mm-hmm. Where will they have room to well, they be really in this? Didn't. <laughs> they didn't. But I thought that it was like five seconds, right? Each. But I thought that was probably with so much happening, the best way, sure, within the movie that they could say, "Hey, these characters exist, and these characters will be important, and we have to all join forces." And but and of course now Batman is like Superman's best friend. He saved his mom, and now he's like, you know, I failed him in death. You know, I won't. I failed him in life. I won't fail him in death. And now they're BFFs, which is what we talked about <laughs> in the other episodes. Like, yeah, they fight and things like that, but they're best friends. They're like close friends. And, and even though this movie was kind of odd, how it became, I'm about to stab you with this spear to your mom's name, Martha, too. High five. We're best friends. Best friends. Right, exactly. Yup. And, and even though I thought that was odd, when I first saw it, the fact that they bonded over the fact that both their names are Martha, you don't see that 
that anywhere in comics? Yeah, I, thought that, I, thought, I was like, <laughs> you oh, do that's not a have a point. solid like, story. Nobody where pointed it, that out before. No, and even though that's been like their their moms were introduced in 1939 and and then the the Martha I mean 1948 we know that Batman's mom's name's Martha and then in 1959 we know Superman's mom's name's Martha and so these names have been canon pretty much the entire sure. time and yet there hasn't been a story where they really bond or note like hey you know what we right. have in common <laughs> they don't and so the fact that Snyder used that I don't know if that should have been the thing to stop everything I get the sentimental value and him wanting to save Martha and that gave him the right the feeling to okay I'm gonna go save your mom when you can't right I understand that I just thought that was an interesting plot I did uh, think it was interesting I, I was like oh good point hadn't thought of that before good point right Writer. So I thought that <laughs> you know? so I thought that was interesting to use because you really don't see that even though everyone knows it everyone knows Ma and Pa Ken everyone knows Martha and John and and right. all that, but you don't really note it, I suppose. Um, and so Superman, and so they're at the funeral, and they and Bruce says we're going to have to fight. And Wonder Woman's like, why? He's like, I just have a feeling. That was, and that I was, was so pissed at that. You I just have it, a it feeling. It was just such a cop out. I was like, really? Do you have a feeling it's going to be called Justice League? <laughs> and I don't League? know if it's because he saw Flash, or the person doesn't know that's Flash, come and say she's the key, and he saw that thing, even though Whatever. it was a dream, and we don't know if that could be I real just or it was not. So campy but it's and like weird. Just it was a like, feeling. Yeah, it was just bullshit. You like, know, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. I did appreciate that the casket was black, though, because in the death of Superman, when he returns mm-hmm. from being quote unquote dead. His uniform is, is black, black with a silver with a shield, silver. Oh. so it looks just like That's the Return cool. of Superman. So right, so that definitely major influence. But like, like we said, if you don't read the comics, you're like, oh, okay, it's black because it's, it's it's a funeral, it's gotcha. death. It's, gotcha. <laughs> That's what it represents. Um, and then, of course, at. Uh, or at least, well, Batman visits Lex in jail because he's arrested for all of the crimes. Of course, creating doomsday, just everything. And then he sha- his head is shaven, and that's where we see the bald Lex right. that we are used to. Now, explain to me the DDD thing, because I didn't. You said it's from a comic, but I I have no idea. The oh, okay. Um, that's that sound was supposed to mimic the sound that the motherboards make on Darkseid's planet. It's like a ping, 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 and that's oh. so he's re- and that's the one thing that we saw a few weeks, or maybe about a month ago now. There was a deleted scene, and oh. uh, and Lex, right, exactly. But it's not, so it's not in the movie. So if you saw the movie, you didn't see the deleted uh, scene. The you movie, won't, yeah. you won't understand. But um, we see the character uh, Steppenwolf is in the the ship where he made doomsday and all of them. and he is a uh he's related to dark side and he's uh, he's, he's like his military leader. yeah and so that's not in the movie it was taken out it's like maybe 20 seconds but if that was kept in the movie and if you knew okay if steppenwolf's involved that means dark side's involved and then plus the omega sign and the apocalypse and all that and then when he says like ding 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 you might have made if you know the comics and things like that you might have made that connection that lex is somehow tied to dark side in some way or he knows he's coming or he knows he's going to be like a threat talking or something. or something exactly now the director's cut on blu-ray dvd digital yes. is going to be about 45 minutes longer right it's going to to be about 45 minutes long even though they said originally the movie was almost four hours long 
and wow. they had to and they had to cut it because it was it's two and a half. Right it's now. two and a half. So it was. We it, made the mistake of going to like a ten thirty screening. <laughs> so I was leaving at like one in the morning. Yeah, with yeah the screening the first screening I went to that started at ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. so it's like yeah. So, um, but yeah, so the the original cut was four hours, but of course it made it to like two and a half. But then the Blu-ray, which is coming out I think in July, mm-hmm. that is going to be rated R, and oh. it's uncut. So okay. we're going to see more footage, mm-hmm. and and so I'm I don't really maybe it's more violence or I'm not sure exactly what makes it rated R now because it was it was pretty pretty close. Vi- it was pretty Unfortunately, close Mason, I don't think we're gonna get a nude scene from Amy Adams. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that bathtub. Scene. <laughs> Let me be clear. Oh, we were getting that's that the bathtub. extra footage that we're gonna 45 see. Forty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> So after we see Batman visit Lex in jail and and he punches the which I also want to note about the branding. That's not really a thing that Batman does. The only thing we've seen close to Batman putting his signia on criminals or anything is almost from like the serials, from like the ninety four three serials. I he Wilson. did it in Dark Knight Returns, no? He didn't brand them. He kind of wrote his he didn't brand them though oh okay it wasn't like it wasn't like a branding but there have been different stories where he'll leave his symbol or leave a battering or leave something that shows mm-hmm. but the the kind of cruel branding that that's relatively new which I thought that was interesting well, they were showing that that's his new level right I mean he's branding people he's killing them it's, he's pretty it's hardcore it's a new Batman <laughs> One of the theories I read, and this is just a fan theory, was that he was a Batman very much like uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman, who had a set of rules, who didn't use guns, who didn't murder, and when whatever Robin died, that we, we saw the Robin costume of the dead Robin. Oh, that is something we won't talk about, but yes. That <laughs> um, that obviously Joker killed him from the writing on the on the costume. Right. That basically, ha, ha, ha. Right. that basically he lost his morals and lost his hope after that. And that's when he started doing his branding and killing people because he thought, if the bad guys aren't going to abide by the rules and they're going to kill my apprentice, my ward, then I'm not going to abide by the rules anymore either. And that that kind of shows in him willing to kill Superman instead of getting to know him, which is what Batman as a detective usually does first. Mm-hmm. And that but in Superman's death, it redeemed Batman back into his old ways of being having hope. And that's why he didn't brand oh, I didn't Lex catch L- that. <laughs> he didn't brand Lex Luthor. That's a theory. Uh, okay. Right. okay. And I Fan think theory. that's a, yeah. I that's that, legit. That is a legit. I think that could pan out. I don't think that's because there are some theories out there that are just kind of out there. <laughs> but no, I think that's pretty solid. And since you brought up the the Robin suit, which I didn't get to unfortunately, but when we see Bruce looking at the Robin suit in the cave, we just learned like a few days ago that that is indeed Jason Todd Robin. And that's what everyone kind of figured. Be- well, who else is it going to be? Because it has the Joker and in the comics, right. Joker kills Jason Todd when he's Robin and Death in the Family. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's a famous storyline and, and all of that. But so it makes sense that. And so we don't know if if there's a flashback. Will we will we see a Jason Todd? Will we expand upon this? Will there be a flashback? 
flashback where Joker Jared Leto is like killing Jason Todd. Like people are wondering, what are we going to get from that? If anything, might not be nothing. You know, might not be anything. Right, and and that's one thing I didn't talk about. I really did like the Batcave. It's very modern, especially since it's under this decrepit old Wayne Manor that he doesn't live in anymore, which is kind of kind of like a Dark Knight Returns thing, since the the Wayne Wayne Manor blew up and then he has to be underground, and that's kind of where he's living and he has his you know operations and everything. So I thought the. I thought the Batcave was really cool. Really liked the Batmobile. That Batmobile was was pretty tough, except when it bounced off like a basketball on Superman when uh, <laughs> <laughs> when it was there. But everything else crashed through walls, ran people yeah. over, crashed well, it, trucks. That and, was clearly influenced by the Nolan verse, right? Right, yeah. exactly. That so I saw a lot of that. And then the final thing is when Lois is leaving Superman's grave, and then right at the end you see the d- the dirt particles rise up, right. and then it cuts to black. Which is a reference to Man of Steel, right? Yeah, that and the fact that okay, he's he's not dead. And so surprise! Like, surprise! And so at first, I was like, I was kind of like, oh, they didn't keep him dead. I mean, they might keep him dead in yeah. the next movie, but clearly, and of course, he's going to come back. And it wasn't really a surprise because even if you're just going off the technical stuff, he is filming Justice League right <laughs> now, and you know this, so it's not like you're you're too shocked that he's sure. not dead. If we're going off of that, but um, so. Yeah, I think we've we've gone through it all, and of course we've we mentioned a lot of different comics and a lot of Easter eggs and references. I mean, from the costumes, from it's heavily influenced by Dark Knight Returns, and even the Nightmare Batman. It's influenced by Gotham by Gaslight and other Elseworld comics, and that whole dream was kind of like an Elseworld yeah. in itself. But I like the look of it. Oh, definitely, and. Even Superman and Lex's portrayal, like visually, is from the comics. I think the persona, since he's Lex Luthor's son, because we're always used. Oh. He's Le- he's Alexander Luthor Jr. He is not Lex Luthor. Oh. Lionel Luthor is not his dad. And Lionel Luthor in this universe is not his dad. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We didn't clear that up. No. Earlier. That- okay. <laughs> Should talk about that real quick. Okay, <laughs> that was missed by a lot of people, especially no college movie going. No, exactly. Lex Luthor's erratic behavior was uh, one of the biggest complaints I, right. I heard. Right. Oh yeah, but it was, he's it was not, annoying. Right, but he's not the first Lex Luthor, and that's why in mm. the movie when he always talks about his dad, I mean, he's trying to, he's kind of trying to walk in his footsteps, but trying to be his own person, and so his whole persona is so different. I think it's supposed uh, to be radically different. So what happened? Happened to the original Lex Luthor, his dad. Uh, well, he he, he, he died. Passed away. We don't know how. We don't know, know how. how. We just oh, know okay. that he passed away. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I think he mentions like after you know. Like well, it must have been maybe Superman died. killed him or something. Because that would make more sense. We don't. Well, we don't know. I mean, that. during the I mean, battle yeah, with Zod. Yeah, you know. but I don't. Well, the, if it if that is the case, we don't we we don't know. That right, yet. right. Right. And that might and that might come out of it somewhere. Would make sense. It would, it would make a lot make, more sense. It would make a lot more sense. Yeah. He doesn't like the whole God complex thing, but that would make more sense if it's more personal. Personal. Yeah, right. Do we know if Jesse Eisenberg's contract is past um, Dawn of Justice? Because he he recently mentioned that I enjoyed that role and I wouldn't mind signing on for more. So I don't know if he was only signed on for I just that movie. I think he. 
I don't know, actually. I thought I heard somewhere that he is going to do another movie, but I am not entirely Because right certain. now there's no uh, confirmation for a solo Superman movie, right? Right. No confirmation. I don't think anybody wants one right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's no confirmation. They There was like a few rumors that said there's going to be also a Batman and a Superman. They both are going to have their solo movies and Superman might have a solo, but another solo movie, but it's not confirmed. There is nothing um, there that's says that um but i i enjoyed the movie i enjoyed i was gonna say uh, in summary in summary recommend it yes i i do i think if you haven't seen it you should see i think if you are a batman fan which i hope most if not all of the listeners are if you're a batman fan go see it i know that the critics handed most of them they did not like it of course the low rating on Rotten Tomatoes and all of the laundry list of things that that people said were bad about it the tone or how it was very congested which was one of my complaints that it, it felt like they had but they had to squish so much into it but again I say even though yes it was very congested I thought it was going to be worse than it was because I did not know how they were going to put all of these little plot points and introduce all of these new characters and let it make sense Mm -hmm. so even though yes I I totally agree it was congested it was really packed in there and then having to throw in the cameos of Justice League and kind of how they went about that I had a, a little bit of complaints but I thought that you got to know this new Batman well uh I I think that it was split as even as it could be in terms of dealing with Superman's problems and then dealing with learning about Batman and his issues. Um, I think that it was a great setup for the future films like Justice League and the Wonder Woman film that's, com- film that's coming out. And if you are going to see Suicide Squad in August, this film, um, that happens after Batman vs. Superman. So there might be a few references. And even in the last trailer for Suicide Squad, they even mentioned Superman right in the beginning about his power and what he can and can't do. So I think some reference, and of course Batman will make a few cameos in that film as well. So just to touch on the the bad reviews. Yes. You so you would not recommend it. I, I would I would go see it once and then never again. Okay. Okay. It's worth seeing to get your own opinion of it. Right. I wouldn't tell people not to go see it, but if you haven't seen it yet, I wouldn't say go see it in theaters. You can wait for it and see it at home. It's it's not necessary to see have the movie experience to see it. Okay. Um a lot of things we've been seeing on the blog and even you got approached in person about this. Um, are you tired of fans accusing the critics and accusing necessarily Disney of a of a of, I'm sorry a um, a conspiracy to keep DC down that and that's why it didn't cross the billion dollar mark because there's a conspiracy because Disney and Marvel don't want DC right. to get on their level so they conspired and had all these bad reviews and critics wow. and no that is people not are even, hard people are hardcore people really believe that I've gotten that so much over the last two months and they're not from kids I mean uh, no. uh, a grown <laughs> man approached us uh, yeah. in his 50s <laughs> and was very very <laughs> upset about this conspiracy, Disney conspiracy, I mean, to hold down Batman versus Superman. I have to admit, like now that I hear this for the first time, it makes a, a little <laughs> bit of sense if you believe if you believe that Hollywood and the entertainment industry is ruled by money. Mm-hmm. Then Disney certainly is ruled by money, well, and yes. their and their franchise is Marvel. So right. they would they would want to keep keep all the money. <laughs> 
But I, I'm not, and even if, <laughs> if we entertain the idea that Marvel is has some type of something in it, I don't think. I think that critics, whether they, if they didn't like it, they didn't like it. But there I think have definitely people, been some very, very volatile fans. Oh because, yeah, there are some that are. I mean, I've mentioned that I didn't en- on the blog that I didn't enjoy the movie, and you know, keep in mind that Superman is my favorite fictional comic book character and it's automatically well screw you you must love Disney yeah. I mean it's right it's and I don't thing. like that because right. why is that the case if you you if you didn't like the movie because of X Y and Z and that has nothing to do with Disney has nothing to do with Marvel right. if you didn't like it's okay not to like the movie and I've seen that on a lot of different Batman pages where if they the, the admin if they really enjoy the movie then someone comes and says I didn't really like her I didn't like been Affleck's Batman. They're like, well, you're not a them. yeah, you're not a Batman fan, mm. and I think that's not a good response yeah, either, crazy. right? And everyone's that, got a opinion. Yeah, exactly, and that's why, like, like we've said, you should go see the movie. I don't think you if you haven't right. I think you might be turned off by the critics right. or what other people say there was another Batman page that asked for people's thoughts on the uh, movie and they said please leave positive thoughts only if you leave negative thoughts you'll be blocked yeah oh, and I think that's because my viewpoint is uh, like yours Adam I actually agree with you I would see it once in the theater maybe and other or I, I'm okay to wait for it to come wait out. Wait for it on Blu-ray or like, digital. I don't feel I agree with you. I, I don't feel that the cinematic experience is necessary. It's just it's one of those things where it's like I'm bored on a Wednesday night. I got a couple <laughs> hours to kill. Oh, Batman vs Superman. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah, maybe and eat some then popcorn. just go and see it. And then yeah, like that's so I'm with you. It was okay. Whereas the last Batman film, we saw probably ten times in theaters. Right, we did the the Dark yeah, Knight Rises. Of course, well, and Bane. Yes, I mean, of course. You know why? Yeah, I mean, but, and, you put Bane and, in it, you're gonna get and I've five seen, times right, at least. And I've seen, and even though I enjoyed Batman vs. Batman v Superman, I mean, saw it a few times. Right. And I would like it on Blu-ray when it comes out in a couple of months. I will get it for us on Blu-ray. <laughs> um, Hint. But, <laughs> But yes, I did have a few problems with it. The motivations were kind of shaky, and it was it was congested in a way. The script was clunky, and right. But visually, I thought it was stunning. I love the way Batman looked. I loved the fight. I loved Wonder Woman. I loved all of them fighting together. The Batmobile was phenomenal. The Batmobile was amazing, and I like I said, I am excited to see the next films and I know that since we're talking about the next films I know that DC and Warner Brothers have making a lot of changes Mm -hmm. in terms of they have Jeff Johns and John Berg now as the heads of DC films and they're going to have more creative control over the DC movies. Is that because of the fan outcry? Yes this is exact this is because of the critical and financial response to Batman vs. Superman all of it. So this is all after what they saw because to them it's almost a financial failure even though it made 800 and yeah, like 11 million dollars with the return right mm. because even though it made over 800 million dollars that's still a failure because oh sure it because was, look at the nolan verse they they, it, they were turning in bees right billions. and considering how much the movie cost and promotion and press and advertisement right. and just everything combined a lot of money was put into this film sure. to not even cross the billion dollar mark mm. so for them that's a failure and so they're not happy <laughs> Right, and so 
and like you said, there was tremendous fan outcry that was like, right. remove Zack Schneider. He couldn't yeah. handle it. Yeah, people are like, he should not be on the Justice League film or any other DCEU film. And as we know, Hollywood doesn't necessarily work that way. <laughs> as much as people want, they're not just going to boot him out just because. So he will still be directing the new Justice League Part 1, which comes out November of next year. But Jeff Johns and John Berger are going to be right there with him. They're producing. Having more, yeah, producing it, having more control. And it, so it won't be. I don't know if it was the fans that spoke so much as the money did. Right. Right. Even, yeah, yeah, because even if all the fans were like, this is awesome, this was amazing, and it got like 90% just that's great, if it still made (laughs) for some reason that amount of money or just even didn't cross the billion dollar mark, they would still have a problem and they would still think that there should be changes. But the fact that it was coupled with bad reviews by critics and a lot of bad reviews by fans, they felt that they have to make changes. Right. And to me, the only movie we really know a lot or I've seen a lot of footage from a Suicide Squad yeah, everything else we don't even know what it what it looks like or what it is looking like we don't really know what changes necessarily are being made well they're probably still being made right it's still being made exactly so they're like oh well, we have to put more people on this movie because if we're going to do the same thing as Batman vs Superman it's not going to be good so it's just a matter of time of waiting to see what lies ahead for the DCEU and Batman vs Superman was the start point but yes if you haven't seen it go see it it's still in theaters it'll be in theaters maybe for a little bit longer before all the blockbuster summer stuff comes out and yes I I give it let's see if I had to rate it (laughs) I usually don't rate how many how many batterings (laughs) out of 10 out of 10 I would actually give it an 8 out of 10 8 out of 10 bats alright fair enough 6 out of 10 for me 6 out of 10 um I'm going to go with Adam. Six out of ten. No, seven. I'll go seven. I'm okay, I'll do eight batterings and like a wing, so 8.5. Uh, eight, <laughs> eight, eight and a half. All right, I'm sticking with my Yeah, seven. so, yes. So, of course, like I said in the beginning, you, you all probably will pick one of us that you agree with. You either thoroughly enjoyed it, you were neutral about it and said it was okay or not okay, or you did not like it at all all so I don't know which person's side you're on but regardless you're represented here yeah yes you are represented here you are you can listen to it and hopefully you did see the movie I think at this point since it's two months out if you haven't seen the movie you might know what already happens so I felt that the spoiler filled review what the time was okay and, and that's why we and, waited so long and that is one of the you. major reasons why we waited because I did want everyone to see it because I wanted to talk about a lot of things that we discussed but if it was non-spoiler we couldn't get to it and I don't think it would have been as fun to really dive into the characters and everything that happened uh, so I do hope that you did enjoy it and you didn't feel that you wasted money or anything but this is the start of the DCU, which is very exciting we're getting all of these movies we're going to have Justice League on this live action screen which is historic and amazing and even if you didn't like the film Batman and Superman in live action on the big screen that's a that's a moment in Batman's history that th- this was it this is and it. yeah so we're gonna have Suicide Squad exactly history. we're gonna have Su- Suicide Squad in August and then next year rolling out with Wonder Woman in the first Justice League movie and then we're gonna get into all the other characters films over the next several years and it should be a crazy ride should be great. 
I think it's still a great time for comic book fans, for Batman fans, Superman fans, all of the DC fans. We, Even if you're a little shaken as to where this DCU and the direction it's going because of the directing or the producers or any of that, the fact that all of this is just happening. I think is major and we should just try to embrace it <laughs> as ride, much ride the wave. E- exactly as much as possible and if you do want to ride the wave there's no place better to ride it than Meltdown <laughs> Comics <laughs> 7522 Sunset Boulevard come down check us out we've got all your Batman Superman yeah We've got comedy shows. Also, we've got other podcast shows on the podcast network. Mm -hmm. We've got it all, man. Come check us out. And by the way, if you come to uh, Meltdown and you you tell the clerk uh, at at checkout that London rocks, you get 10% off your purchase here at Meltdown. So buy anything you want in the store, go to the clerk and say London rocks, and you get 10% off. Nice. As a little (laughs) little shout out from History of the Batman. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for your your insight and I hope the review was. uh, I think it was uh, that gave a lot. Maybe cleared up a few things. People cleared up a lot for me. (laughs) So if uh, people have differing views or want to offer support of our views, how can they get right? Yes, I want to hear what you guys thought of the movie. You can always email me at historyofthebatman at gmail.com and you can also follow on all the social media on instagram.com slash historyofthebatman which just crossed 250,000 Gothamites which is awesome. Congratulations. I'm so happy. I I always love the feedback and support and everyone who has been following the page for over three years which is crazy. So become a Gothamite and come follow and you get all Batman history all day long um you can follow on twitter at twitter.com slash hist of the batman facebook.com slash history of the batman and if you're on tumblr you can follow historyofbatman.tumblr.com and i did want to shout out danny from anaheim uh, they actually emailed me today and they wanted to give their love to the podcast. They said they're a fan of the podcast Yay. and that they are starting to read comics that have been mentioned on the podcast and they're a big fan of Batman. And so I just want to say thank you, Danny, for listening. You're awesome. And yes, email me at hitshipbatman at gmail.com. Any feedback, comments, questions, show ideas. I, I read everything. And tell me what you thought of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. And London. (laughs) Peace, love, and Batman. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.